our embassy in Syria, or our, our U.S. embassy in Syria, was told that they had a phone call from the Russian embassy and that there would be a message coming within the hour. And sure enough, somebody comes to the embassy and announces, we, Russia, are going to be launching airstrikes over Syria. We just wanted to make you aware. So basically, we don't get in their way and that they don't get in our way. What? Now, the UK was advised of this. Israel was advised of this. France was not. And what happened is, although we have been there, and if we, we have launched thousands of airstrikes in Syria, the stories are that Russia launches the first airstrikes in Syria, but, but we have been there. But what Russia is doing is very different. Because Russia, who backs Assad and the Assad regime and wants him to stay, despite the United States, the UK, France, Italy, Germany, and so many other world powers, Sunni nations as well, want him gone. And want to have some kind of an agreement to that effect, then get rid of ISIS, then hold elections that will see the refugees will go home, ISIS will be dissolved, and the fragmented Syria will, God willing, be one nation again. But what Vladimir Putin said was, look, I, I support Assad, but I, you know, I want to get rid of ISIS. Hmm. The problem is, and we'll talk about a number of things, the Pentagon, France, and the UK both have confirmed to media outlets there that Holmes was the first site of the first attack from Russia, and Holmes has zero ISIL, ISIS members. They have Syrian opposition insurgents there who we have helped train, a couple of dozen of, and who we have helped to arm. Russia claimed to target ISIS, but they conducted its first airstrikes in Syria. The United States expressed serious doubts about what the true intentions behind Russia's move may be. According to the Russian Defense Ministry, warplanes targeted eight ISIS positions, including arms, transportation, communications, and control positions. But there was a counterclaim by our U.S. Defense Secretary, Ash Carter. Let's listen to Ash Carter talking about Russia and something that they have done to fan the flames of the problem in Syria. Today, let me begin uh, with Syria. Uh, last week, I observed from this podium, as I had observed privately to Russian Minister of Defense Shoigu the week prior, that there is a logical contradiction in the Russian position and now its actions in Syria. Russia states an intent to fight ISIL on the one hand, and to support Bashar al-Assad and his regime on the other. Fighting ISIL without pursuing a parallel political transition only risks escalating the civil war in Syria, and with it the very extremism and instability that Moscow claims to be concerned about and aspire to fighting. So this approach that approach is tantamount, as I said then, 
to pouring gasoline on the fire. So you heard it from our defense secretary. And there were a lot of people who watched, as I did, waiting to go on Fox earlier today, Defense Secretary Ash Carter. There are people that were angry that he brought up other issues, such as women in the military, when this is a big issue. There are people that are angry that he was very hesitant to cry out, right, that Russia had completely lied. As a matter of fact, he said, quote, I want to be careful about confirming information, but it does appear that they, Russian airstrikes, were in areas where there probably were not ISIL forces. He said the result of this kind of action will inevitably simply be to inflame the civil war in Syria, as you just heard. But there are some that are angry that and feel like Vladimir Putin is trying to, allegedly trying to do more with regard to ISIS using military force than President Obama. And there are those that feel that President Obama's neglect to do so causes and has caused more destabilization in that region, in the Middle East. And that this led the way and opened the gates and gave the green light for Vladimir Putin to do something to usher him and his military in. But let's be clear, shall we? Let's be clear. Vladimir Putin has not been attacking ISIS. Vladimir Putin, by the confirmation of sources overseas and a hesitant roundabout confirmation from our own Secretary, Defense Secretary and from anonymous sources in the Pentagon say that the strikes were on homes that a leading Syrian opposition insurgent fighter was taken out and that Russia and Vladimir Putin at the helm calling the shots is helping Assad and that is hurting the efforts in that region by the United States and the rest of our allies in the international community to do exactly what Defense Secretary Ash Carter said, which was there must be a plan to have Assad leave his position and eventually, obviously, leave Syria. What Vladimir Putin has done today is to make the Syrian refugee crisis worse because more people are going to leave now that this is happening instead of hold or return home. If Assad leaves, there'll be thousands that return home. If ISIS is defeated or, or minimized or reduced, there'll be thousands that return home. But if Assad remains in power, that will only strengthen, according to authorities on this region, on terrorist operations, on Syria specifically, it will only strengthen the grasp that ISIS has and what Russia has done today will help ISIS in their recruitment efforts because those that might have fought against Assad and who were scared will now run to ISIS since ISIS and Assad are in opposing factions. It also has helped as the defense secretary said, to put to put gasoline on the fire that's already burning in Syria. That fire is a fragmented, fragmented nation, a, a, a nation of civil unrest at civil war, a nation where you have people who are mostly very moderate, who want Assad gone, they want ISIS gone, and that's what we need in power in Syria, somebody to lead those people. And that's why we have supported the opposition and will continue to. But what Russia has done today is not... And, and by the way, this shows desperation on Assad's behalf. 
The opposition to Assad must have been gaining ground in order for him to cry out to his big brother, Vladimir Putin, please help me. Now, for those that say, oh, this shows Vladimir Putin is so powerful, and to show that he's the winner. No, he's not the winner. This puts U.S. troops in harm, Syrian civilians in harm, those who try to flee the country or return to their country in harm. It helps beef up the numbers with ISIS. It helps to keep the Syrian refugee crisis longer, and it helps to make a bigger fire for we and the rest of the international community have to put out, not just now, but at a later date. Now, there are those that were upset that Defense Secretary Ash Carter talked about continuing to work with and continuing to sit down and talk with Russia. But we do not know everything that goes on behind closed doors. And although some people may have felt he didn't have as much backbone as he should have and wasn't as strong as he could have been, he was between a rock and a hard place. And we, the United States, were given less than an hour's notice of this, Many would say we were blindsided, and obviously, based on the targets Russia has hit versus what they claim, they lied to us. But there are some that say he should have been stronger and should have put a line back in the sand that a lot of people felt the president should have followed through on and and let Russia know if they continue this action what our actions would be. But then again, it is so easy to put a line down or to say something, and we have to be very careful. Do we want a war with Russia? What is our goal for Syria, the people of Syria, and quite frankly, the biggest threat in Syria to the world, which is ISIS? I have a lot of questions to ask you, and I would love to hear your answers. First, there are those that are saying there should have been more backbone from our Defense Secretary Ash Carter. Why didn't the Defense Secretary let Russia know there would be consequences to their actions? Why didn't he let Russia know there would be consequences to their actions? 8886-LESLIE-888-653-7543 is the number. What do you, America, feel that our nation's reaction should be to Russia's bombing in Syria, especially now that we know they're not bombing ISIS, they're helping Assad? What should our reaction now be to Russia's bombing in Syria, and now that we know what targets they actually are the real targets as opposed to what they claimed they were going to do and what they claiming still they have done. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, is Vladimir Putin using attacking ISIS as an excuse to do Assad's dirty work? And if so, why is Putin lying to us? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And I think American troops are more at risk now. I mean, what happens if Russia shoots down an American drone or aircraft while fighting there in Syria? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, do you agree that ultimately the decision by Russia and the actions they took today, these bombings, that it will make the refugee crisis worse, ISIS more powerful, and the civil war worse in Syria? In other words, do you agree this is gasoline and a fire, as the Defense Secretary Ash Carter has stated? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. Back to you, back to you and your calls. 8886-LESLIE and your tweets. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall, right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE.
questions in this hour. Your show here, the only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. And I'm asking you a lot of questions uh, regarding Russia's airstrikes uh, on Syria today. They claim that they were attacking ISIS. That does not seem to be the case. Uh, questions. Why didn't Defense Secretary Ash Carter let Russia know there would be consequences to their actions? He didn't say that at his press conference today. Would you have liked to have heard him say that? And what should those consequences be? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. In other words, what should our, the United States, reaction to Russia's bombing in Syria be? Or is it too early to tell? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Is Vladimir Putin using attacking ISIS as an excuse to do Assad's dirty work? Is Putin lying to us? And if so, again, what should we do about it? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, this, I believe, puts U.S. troops in harm's way. What happens if Russia shoots down an American drone or aircraft while fighting in Syria? Remember... We do have permission to, from the air, uh, work uh, against ISIS, even from Assad. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543 is the number. Do you agree that ultimately Russia's bombings will make the refugee crisis worse, ISIS more powerful, and the civil war worse in Syria? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543 is the number. Some felt the U.S. was tiptoeing around this today and that Defense Secretary Ash Carter chose his words so carefully. Why do you think he did that? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. And why is there a belief that we, the United States, aren't fighting ISIS? They, the, you'll read things like Russia strikes first. No, Russia made their first strike, but we've been striking over 7,000 airstrikes against ISIS so far. 8886 Leslie, how do you think we took out a couple of their top guys? 8886537543. Ash Carter spoke about budget and funding. Do we need Congress to focus on funding our military and not defunding Planned Parenthood? Do we need Congress to focus on funding our military? And not defunding Planned Parenthood. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. And some also upset that Ash Carter brought up women in the military during his comments when Russia had just launched bombs in Syria. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Let's start with uh, some. How much time do we have, guys? Let's start with Manny in Massachusetts, line one. Manny, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Take your speaker. Um, yeah, I think that keeping the uh, leader of Syria is going to be the price that we're going to have to pay to get rid of ISIS. Um, uh, it, it, to me, it looks like uh, Vietnam, where we're, we're fighting in one area and they'll just run away into the next country, like Cambodia, and we couldn't chase them down there because we didn't have the right to go into that country. And I think that that's the same thing that's going to happen in Iraq. We're going to be able to fight them. We're going to be able to take them on. But eventually they're going to run, and they're going to run into Syria, and we can't chase them in there. We can bomb them from the air, but there's only so much we can do from the air. So we have, we need Russia's help to get rid of them because we're not going to put troops on the ground in Syria. Uh, so it's, it's a hard price to pay, but there is going to be a price to pay to get rid of them, and I think that, that is the price. Are we going to end up in a war in Syria with Russia? No, I, I, I believe not. Um, like I said, because it's the price that we're going to have to pay to get rid of ISIS is 
to keep uh, the the leader in Syria there, and 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 Russia is going to get rid of their opposition, but there's, there's nothing we can do about it because that's the price we're going to end up paying. And another point, um, if if if, if uh, Syria is so big and bad that everybody claims they're so scared of them, why do they have another country fighting their war? Well, it's a, a very good point. I think it speaks to the desperation of Assad calling in his big brother Vladimir Putin. Anything else, anything else, Manny? No, that's it. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, well, of course, Republicans want to jump on the bandwagon, much like we heard our perhaps incoming speaker admit that the Benghazi uh, investigations and hearings were about uh, trying to plummet Hillary Clinton's poll numbers. Well, more. Now there is a piece out entitled Hillary Clinton's Wicked Syrian Choice. Uh, MK uh, sent an email to me about this, and he says the propaganda doesn't make sense. He says either we, the United States, are against ISIS and we support Assad and Putin, or Assad has to go and ISIS will waltz into the Aleppo the way the LIFG took over Tripoli. And why does Assad have to go? Because Syria is an ally of Lebanon and Iran, which are next on the hit list. Remember the list of seven countries that General Wesley Clark mentioned? That is what is going on. The U.S., U.K., neocons are not looking to create democracy anywhere, and that includes Syria. They want Syria out of the way and destroyed. Oh, and by the way, that means more refugees, including into Lebanon and Iran. Thank you, MK, for your email. I'm Leslie Marshall, back with more after this. Join us. Leslie Marshall here on the Leslie Marshall Show. Have you heard about performance-enhancing veggies that help improve circulation, energy, and stamina? Well, you better have if you've been listening to me because they exist, and at the top of the list, the veggie is beets. They are loaded with dietary nitrates that boost nitric oxide levels in your body for more energy and stamina, and you don't get the crash from those fake energy drinks. But you might say, Leslie, as much as I love you and trust you, I'm not eating beets, period. Well, that's why I'm excited about something I'm doing, Super Beets. It's a delicious circulation superfood. I put it in my protein shake and drink it every morning. You can mix it with water or in a smoothie. But here's the secret. Super Beets are light-dried, so the dietary nitrates are protected. What does that mean? Well, it's great for healthy blood pressure and getting better circulation, even to your most intimate parts. You'll feel the boost energy and stamina in as little as 20 minutes, guaranteed. I give you my word. I feel so confident offering this to you and making that claim. Because I do this, I use it, I take Super Beats every day, like I said, in my protein shake. It's my new favorite thing. So I called them up and I said, what are you going to do for my listeners? Put your money where your mouth is. And they did. They said, here's the deal, Leslie. Over the next few weeks, all your listeners have to do is log on to LeslieLovesBeats.com, click the order button next to your beautiful picture, or call 800-305-6011. And with the order they make, you will get one free Super Beats canister. That's not an extra day or week. It's an extra 30-day supply a month. A free Beat the Odds book. Free shipping and handling. That is awesome. But you have to call in the next few weeks. And you know what? A few weeks just flies by, so do it now. Go to LeslieLovesBeats.com. Today, click the order button next to my picture before it all ends. That's LeslieLovesBeats.com. Or if you want to call, 800-305-6011. Again, that number is 800-305-6011. We're talking about the actions of Vladimir Putin today in Syria. He told the United States he was going to attack ISIS. Doesn't show that he's attacking ISIS. Homs was one of the locations he bombed, and that has no ISIS or ISIL members. But 
it does have those who oppose Assad. Was Assad so desperate he needed to call Big Brother Vladimir Putin in? And what should the U.S. response be? Let's go to the calls in Detroit. On line two is Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, listening on TuneIn. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, um, yeah, the only way to really fix this, fix this, is somebody needs to go in there that is actually, like, part of, like, the Freedom Coalition in the world. Uh, Who would that that be? Well, Europe, United States, Canada. uh, Are you you talking about NATO nations? Well, them too. We we do have Arab allies like Jordan, Egypt, and uh, I wouldn't even say Saudi Arabia is an ally, but we, we have a couple of friends. Basically. Well, Saudi Arabia technically is an ally. If I don't even want to get into Saudi Arabia, really. Let's, they had plenty of room for all those refugees, and they didn't take them in. No question. So they're not really an ally. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> there are many countries that are our allies that don't want to take in refugees that are in the EU. So I don't think that, I, I don't think that should be the what, I don't think I'm that talking, should be the litmus test for them. No, it's not. It's what they do to women, what they do to children, how they they ignore every problem and they spread hate. I mean, they're not an ally. They spread AIDS. They spread hate. Oh, I thought you said AIDS. No, I'm, I'm whoa, sorry. that's yeah. a new one I haven't heard before. No. Well, I, don't, I think we do in the United States a good job of spreading hate. If you haven't heard Ben Carson and Donald Trump lately, I think they've been pretty hateful. But any, anyway, so they're Saudi Arabia is out in your state, mind as an ally. They're not running a state religion out of the White House. Uh, no, Saudi Arabia isn't either. Saudi Arabia operates under Wahhabism, which is not the Islam that is practiced by the majority of 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. No, it, it isn't, but that's my point. Like, they're not an ally. They're They're... They print a specific Quran that says we are not their allies. We are not their friends. They are not to make friends with us. Where in Wahhabism does it say that Saudi Arabia is not an ally or friend to the United States? I didn't say Wahhabism. I said they consider, they print specific, like, they change the wording of the Quran. Like yes, they, but that's what they say. Many people consider Wahhabism a perversion of Islam, correct? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, in how is that an ally to us? No, I don't. I don't think that has to do with a, an alliance or not. Um, I I think that Saudi Arabia has clearly been uh, an ally. It's a, a partner in a global economy, and certainly with regard, unfortunately, to oil, uh, it also has provided uh, not just funds, but when we were uh, when we have been fighting uh, ISIS, as we continue to. Uh, they have provided uh, military, they've provided weapons, and they've provided funding. Uh, but with, I, I with, with regard to the refugees, with regard to the refugees, I don't disagree. I do think there's a responsibility that Saudi Arabia has with the rest of the world due to their wealth and due when to the, the vast amount of land. When was the last time a Saudi Arabian soldier was fighting in Iraq or died anywhere in the Middle East for the cause of freedom? Well, there were Saudi Arabian jets right next to ours, along with the United Arab Emirates and the UK, uh, when we were bombing the crap out of uh, ISIS, and they were flying right, alongside and, but us. That's the thing; it's clearly not we're, like we need to do more. We're like we're kind of at a stalemate right now with ISIS. Okay, so you said freedom fighters. When you make freedom fighters, do you need freedom fighters in a diplomatic fashion, a military fashion, a bit of both? I mean that like there are countries who have specific interest in stomping out radical Islam. So whoever those countries may be, you know, whether or not 
I think I think mo I think most countries want to do anything that will defeat ISIS and uh, their specific ideology, which is a uh, you know radicalization and a perversion oh, of religion. Like even the Saudis, for how messed up they are, like even they're scared if ISIS takes over in their country. Like everybody has a. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you the secret because I've been to many of these countries. Let me tell you the secret about Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, you have to remember. The people that are in power are extremely wealthy, much like the Beverly Hillbillies TV show, no joke. They were right. a bunch of hillbillies, or in their case, Bedouins in the desert, who struck oil, although their oil well continues to flow. They are very aware of the fact that when the oil dries up, the money stops, their power is non-existent. And they right. do live with that reality and the anxiety and the fear of that on a daily basis. So I don't disagree with you regarding their fear if somebody else were to come in that has money and can talk a good game uh, because they're not really politicians. They just have all the power because they have all the money, because they own all the land, because they struck the oil. I'm talking crazies chopping heads off. You know, I was, I'm worried about the Hajj. You know what I mean? I'm worried about the people that are going there to peacefully, you know, do their pilgrimage and – you know, something going down there. Like, I'm just saying, like, Saudi Arabia has a stake in the game. They no, I, 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 don't dis- I, don't dis- I don't disagree with that. Okay, so, so I mean, we, have to, we have to do more. What should so, – so you don't think the United States should have a response to this? If, 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 in fact, it is completely confirmed that Russia lied and is not dropping any kind of bombs or, or, or attacking ISIS in any way but is completely uh, using that airspace of which we share currently to defend Assad, a leader that we and the rest of the free world want out? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we if we are just looking at Syria in terms of ISIS and Assad fighting each other, and we remove the innocents that are actually like on the ground there, that, that you know, a lot of them left. I'm, I have no doubt that the refugees are mostly innocent people. But, you know, that's a different story. But as far as like actually containing what's going on in Syria, the United States is the best in the business. I'm sorry, we are. I don't like the military-industrial complex, but we broke it. We we buy it. You know what I mean? You go into the store, you break something expensive. That you have to buy it. You you have to pay for it. You have to fix it. All right, all right. right? We bro- Did we break Syria? That's a good question. If so, do we? Uh, I don't know have if we buy- broke Syria, but we certainly didn't. Help we put it a chance. Some would say that, regardless of how you feel about uh, the former president George W. Bush, if in fact, you now look at whether you were in agreement with or opposed to the invasion of Iraq, that sovereign nation at the time, and even since then, did that put the events into motion that we're at now? And quite frankly, even when Afghanistan was at war with Russia and we were helping them and we were arming them and we were teaching them and we were working with a man named Osama bin Laden and we broke our promises then. Is America's constant broken promises resulting in what we're living with today? We never see anything through. Yeah, and like, yeah, we don't. We often do not follow through. We make a lot of problems. That's that's correct, and that that's, that's not thing. left that's or right. That's unfortunately, I think, the United States. We have so much on our plate that we have priorities that are front burner. They become back burner. They become forgotten, but they can be very dangerous, as we saw in the case of Osama bin Laden and the Mujahideen, in, in the case of uh, Iraq and toppling a leader, and what happened when we broke up Al Qaeda. 
uh, and to those people who became more radicalized uh, than al-Qaeda. Remember, al-Qaeda even thinks that ISIS is off the charts and is afraid of them as well. Dustin, please call us again there in Detroit. Really love talking to you. And I've got to take some more more calls, but I appreciate you uh, joining us. Thank you. Dustin in Detroit there. Let's now go to line one in Akron, Ohio with Mike listening on iHeartRadio. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good afternoon. Pretty good, Leslie. It's Mike, your Jewish warrior. Hello, Mike, my um, Jewish warrior. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we really need to back Russia with their current government and their current leader. Unfortunately, uh, wait, 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 wait. My head's spinning. Why? And why would we back a guy who today bombed people that we have supported with weaponry and have trained militarily? Because we don't want to get in a war with Russia. Why not? And if we go, uh, the same reason we didn't want to get in a war with Russia in the 50s or the 60s. Well, it's, a different, wait, wait, it's a very different time now. I know why I would answer that. I'm just curious what you have to say. I just, uh, people have to rise up against their leader and their government. And in that way, they feel that they have the ownership of their choices, not a foreign entity coming in and then defeating their enemy and then handing it to them, okay, now you do it. This country got started by us not liking what was going on where we were, and we came to the United States, and we fought against the powers. Nobody came in and and helped us. Well, France did a little bit. I mean, there was a little bit of that. But you know, to defeat Great Britain, and that's what united us as a nation. Then when we had our civil war within ourselves, against ourselves, no foreign nation came in and said, no, you have to do it this way. Great Britain and Europe and all that had gotten rid of slavery, you know, 50, 60 years before we even started considering to get rid of it. And they didn't come in and say, yep, slavery's wrong, so we have to help you defeat this house. And these things, people have to fight for themselves to benefit from the win. ISIL is a danger to the entire world. Correct. Assad is a danger to his people, but so is Saddam. So was you know, but wait a minute, wait a minute. If we're going to connect dots here, I agree with you that ISIS is a danger to the entire world. The problem is Assad remaining in power helps to empower ISIS even more than if they had somebody who was more moderate, like the people want and had open and free elections instead of this, you know, oh, I'm president because my daddy was and his daddy was thing. And, you know, with this this constant, uh, you know, uh, patriarchal regime, as they've had in, in Syria uh, for decades. So at, at the end of the day, if we leave somebody like Assad in power and we increase the numbers and the strength of, for, for ISIS, for those that, you know, aren't refugees or in the middle, don't want Assad so bad that they go, you know, with the extreme alternative, which is ISIS, then in a sense – even though I agree with you that Assad is a problem for Syria and the people of Syria, that then becomes a bigger world problem because keeping Assad in power will increase the numbers of ISIS. At least the experts say that, and I I believe them. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm no expert. I'm just an armchair quarterback. But, 
You know, it, you want to know why I think we shouldn't get into a war with Russia? I don't think we should get in a war with anybody. It's well, I don't to want to be at war with anybody. But the reason I, I would say, honestly, that we should never be, at, or at least current day, and it is not even Putin. It's who Russia has alliances with. Iran, Syria, and, drumroll please, China. China, China it, it, there's power in numbers. They have the numbers. Absolutely. They have the numbers and they have the type of government to keep rows and rows of men and women on the ground going forth. And, we, you know, they could just win based on pure numbers. And with the, the way oh, they're manipulating their currency and they're building up their military with the way they provide us uh, and build weapons for us over there in China. This all, that just, it's just a dirty, dirty situation, an uncomfortable situation. But just pure numbers-wise – and level of evil, Russia, China, Iran, and Syria may not be able to kick America's ass, but just think about how many casualties of us and our allies would result in the process. Oh, well, as Dad used to say when I was a kid, you could start marching the Chinese into the ocean five abreast um, from now to the end of time, and they yep. would still be reproducing. Hold, hand, hold hands and go around the circumference of the earth, what, three, four times, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, yep. Have a good one. My Jewish man in Akron. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us. Only one more segment left. As you heard, Russia has launched airstrikes in Syria. Originally, they said they were going to be attacking ISIS. And if they do, we think, great. But two things here. They back Assad. Bigger thing, they weren't striking ISIS. At least the information we have thus far is they had hit some targets in homes where there are no ISIS members and where there are Syrian opposition insurgents, which we have trained and which we have provided weaponry for, one of which is one of their leaders. So is he there to save Assad, or is he there to fight the common enemy of ISIS, who I think we all would agree, and all nations would agree, is a worldwide enemy. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join me. What should the United States' response to this be? Was Defense Secretary Ash Carter strong enough in his response at the press conference earlier today? Some people would say, and I'll share some tweets, not in my backyard, not our business, not our problem, but it could become our problem. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Russia's actions today, airstrikes launched in Syria. Diana in Massachusetts, line one is next. Diana, good afternoon. Thank you for uh, joining us. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for taking my call. What's your take Um, on this? I was just tuning in for the last caller, and you said something that I was wondering if you could clarify, because it's a point that I think is interesting. You said if we let Assad stay in power then dot, dot, dot. And the implication there is that it's our job to decide who's in power in other countries and that we're kind of a police force for other countries. Or that's what I kind of took it as. Is that what you're 
Implying? No, actually, we already have we already have a not an agreement, a proposal in play with Assad, and it's not us alone. It's actually our allies uh, internationally, uh, okay. Germany, uh, f- uh, France, the UK, uh, et cetera, Israel, um, who uh, ha- have basically said to Assad, "We'll help you get rid of ISIS, but you got to step down, and we'll provide a trans. You know, there needs to be a time of transition for this." And this allows him to, uh, he can agree with this or he can step down on his own. And then uh, I think every nation with uh, barrels blasting would come in and get rid of ISIS. And then that would free the way for elections for a um, moderate leader. And the reason for this is not that are we the police of the world, but we are part of an international community that has a responsibility to call out war crimes, which Assad has been accused of. Uh, by using chemical warfare against his citizens as well as the murder of his citizens uh, by instructing his military uh, to do so for those that are opposed to him. So has he replied to the challenge? I think I, I think we see his reply. He called Vladimir Putin to help him win. Okay. And Vladimir Putin heeded the call and had a emergency meeting of, uh, well, actually not emergency. I mean, they've been talking about strikes for weeks and then finally had the vote and made the decision and notified us and then acted on that decision today. Okay. So that was the backstory that I didn't know. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's uh, continue with the calls and we go to Bob in Pittsburgh line two. Bob quickly. Hi, Leslie. Hey. I'm a new listener to your show and I really enjoy it. You have some deep thinking there and I'll be coming back for more. Okay, I awesome. wanted to comment I wanted to comment on your topic today. I'm retired military and there are a lot of us that uh, have a view that is not in agreement with what the government is putting out and that is it's been a disaster since 2001, 2003, when we invaded Iraq. And there's a website that I would direct you to, and it's written by a retired Army Ranger colonel, and it's called Sick Semper Tyrannus. The guy's name is Colonel Pat Lang. You may be familiar with him. His name sounds made an familiar. Entry. He made an entry on September 29th that I would refer you to. Well, we are out of time, so this is what I want to do. Bob in Pittsburgh, I want you to give us a call, whether tomorrow um, you know, or in the next uh, few weeks. We're glad to have you as a new listener. I love Pittsburgh. It's a great city that showed what it could do as a resurgence after the decline of the steel industry there. Um, and I thank you for that. We'll go to the site. We'll check it out. We'll talk more. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a great afternoon.